Hola, Filterinos. Before we get to the episode, we wanted to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. As you know, uh, this decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. We believe everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting podvoices.help. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We're going to have a bunch of links in our show notes. Everybody here at PopFilter encourages you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Now on to the show. On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Miss Marvel loses her marbles and stops watching the marvelous Miss Maisel and stops playing Marvel Madness long enough to save this big blue marble, if Thor 4 gives us more Thor or just an or for more tours of the Marvel Universe, and if the boys finale finally finishes the final finale of Final Finale Final, all of that and more on an all new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the cartoons. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode. I'm just one part of this episode, though. It is a pretty big part. Some say maybe the biggest part of the episode. Um, but there are others here. I got my, some friends here to help me. First friend, of course, is Ryan. I would say that, like, let's talk Voltron, Cassie. Uh, I'm like the torso... Leg, Dude, leg. So, like, if we are a big, like, mech thing, you're saying... We all come together as one big robot. Mm-hmm, of course, of course. Following. I'm torso, leg, leg, arm, arm, two hands. He- Hold on, I'm not done, Cassie, I'm not done. Head, and then uh, five fingers on this hand, and then four fingers on this hand, and then you are my glorious middle finger that I stick out to other <laughs> big robots. And I'm like, what are you, a fucking big robot? Well, here's my Cassie. Fuck you. How about that shit? Is that accurate? I- that I, I was going to have beef with this because it did seem like you're taking a lot of parts of this Voltron here. But um, it does feel like an honor and a privilege to be the middle finger. So what is a bigger what's a bigger weapon to other giant robots than a fucking middle finger? If you introduce other people like Mike or Caitlin or whatever, uh, they are my long clackety clack toenails. You don't get to say what we are. No, <laughs> I'm a metallic butthole. <laughs> I am the mountain you break through. Without me, you are nothing. Uh, is not Caitlin talking artist. in haiku again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, we got to reset her. She's a little broken right now. <laughs> but yeah, the um, I believe he said he was the asshole is possibly Mike. Yeah, it's like a washer, a nut, another washer, <laughs> a rubber gasket. Once again, Mike's got a You're nut in his asshole. So- there's That's... so many parts to a robot asshole. There's way there more is. than I would have thought. You got to put it together. Uh, robot? More like robot. No. Oh. No. What happens if you Podcast done. The... <laughs> nope. I have a question. We can't end oh, it because okay. I have a scientific question here. Scientific. What happens if you don't... 
scientifical. If you don't put the robot's asshole together correctly, uh, what happens to your beautiful robot? Then you can't do... It's robo-hemorrhoids. Of course. Of course. Um, Yeah, that's Mike, and um, I believe our mountain is Caitlin. That's me. Hi, yes. Everyone breaks through me. I'm intrigued. Why don't you want to be a part? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Who said that? Where was that? (laughs) The the audience broke through for a minute there is what happened, I think. Butthole was talking. (laughs) Cassie, as the host of this show, are you ever thinking every episode is somebody's first? (laughs) (laughs) Are you ever thinking, like, maybe we should just do a good intro? That's why every time when we hit record, I'm like, this is going to be it. This is going to be is, a good This is going to be the one that's going to keep new listeners listening and not be like, robot butthole, fuck Can't this show. <laughs> hear hard-hitting analysis about the boys in Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah, every time I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the one where I can finally send out to new people and be like, hey, start here. I'm still waiting for it. Over 100 episodes deep, still waiting for that intro. Uh, <laughs> Maybe hey, mom, be a better here's host and don't let to. make me make a triple martini before we start playing, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, that is on me. Because you do look at me dead in the eyes every time you pour it, and you're like, try to fucking stop me. And I just can't. can't. Um, but weak. as you said, we do have, even though the people didn't come for the butthole talk, they probably came for what we're reviewing, which is, of course, we're going to be talking about Thor, Love and Thunder, and then for the main event, the Miss Marvel uh, finale. So let's go ahead and cut to just Mike and Ryan as they cover Thor. Thanks, Cassie. On this week's episode of the MCU, Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth are back, following up one of the most beloved Marvel films, Ragnarok. In Thor, Love and Thunder, our hero is at a bit of a crossroads. While he's looking for a path, his ex is dealing with cancer. She becomes Thor, and together they kill Zeus. This is all because they are chasing Christian Bale, who is also killing gods, plus he has a boat of kids at his own planet. Finally, Thor is a dad. Mike, I ask you this. What was this movie about? Actually, Mike, I ask you this. What is a movie? What is a movie, I think, in this day and age, is such a good question that we need to like really pin down. Because often, uh, on our other show, Greg will say, well, that's not a movie. In the back of my head, I'm like, but what is a movie? So I'm glad we're here, and people are like, this isn't a movie. Uh, well, to be fair uh, to Greg on our other show, who taught us everything we know about what a movie is, you'll say he'll say, that's not a movie. This is a movie. And then he'll pull out a copy of Crocodile Dundee on and that DVD is and show you. And then like streaming services, now their shows, people are like, oh, it's just an eight-hour movie, but it's fucking not a movie, and it's not a TV show. So, But hold on. You're, you're, you're getting through so many points. Do we have less movies now because all of the movies that we used to get are now just six to eight hour shows? I say yes, but it's the kind of movie. So, like, I like the MCU, right? People who've listened to this show know that. But the I'm really making an eight hour movie, so it's okay that nothing happens. Dude, no good movie has nothing happen. What the fuck are you talking about? The only the only miniseries that's like that that I can think of is like we can be heroes. And his version of is that David Milch? We could be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, the, Oscar Isaac, of, uh, uh, the, and Catherine Keener, the the, the Yonkers story. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sorry, you're not the guy who created the Wire. Everybody who's working for Marvel, so you can't just be like, no, nothing will happen. The characters just sit and talk for six hours. No, it's a classic. Uh, this show is brought to you by from from the people who have seen the Wire. Right. So 
Ryan, I've said a lot of stuff that's not answering your question at all. I just are movies now eight-hour TV shows, and uh, uh, what we have in the theater is Waterworld stunt shows. I mean, those are that, but I think that's also giving them a pass. And there's a lot I loved in Thor: Love and Thunder. I think it is a movie. To be able to be like, it's not is, one, I guess, giving it a pass, like it doesn't even need to try to be moving anymore, and also is a way to not critique it. It is, there is an MCU house style, and it is that plus rom-com. Does it work on all those levels? I don't know, but we used to just call that a sloppy movie instead of saying this isn't a movie. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Tasty Mike's, I ask you this. Is this a sloppy movie? Yes, a delightfully sloppy movie. I think because I saw it like late, and by that I mean three days after it came out. You son of a bitch! That you're not even a Marvel fan. And this is just the MCU and the internet in general. Now I saw so before going in, I saw this is at the absolute worst MCU movie that's ever been made. This is absolutely the best MCU movie that's been made, and the same for Phase Four. And so when I went in expecting, I was like, "Oh man, it's going to be crazy one way or another." And I went in and be like, "No, this is pretty much what I like." I thought it was super enjoyable. Uh, I laughed a lot. The, the the sweet stuff at the end got me. The I understand the arguments saying uh, Jane Foster got fridged, but because I know the comics, I'm like I, she was always going to. That I guess that didn't bother me. I like it bothered some people, but like I don't. There's a through line here. It's not. I think it's not connected to Ragnarok at all, but it's its own thing here. And do people have a problem with it? I still haven't told you what. I think of it. No, and I've talked a lot. You've barely told me what you think of it as a film. But let's just talk about the, the public in general. Is the problem here that we don't have a Thanos or a Nick Fury? And so therefore we're bored by Like Marvel has taught us to be bored by this? Yeah, I, I think that is a... And that, I mean, that's annoyed me since the early phases when people are like, oh, but it's barely connected. It's like, what... But it's still its own thing. Like you know, it was I barely read... connected to anything. Kramer versus Kramer, and that's a fucking wonderful drama about divorce. When is Michael Richards going to come out at the end of the credits and be like, "Kramer's, I need you for the Kramer first." So you think that because of the amount of movies that you've watched, that Kramer versus Kramer is like a battle bot? What are those toys? The Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yeah, Rock'em Sock'em about robots. two different Kramers training to fight each other. And they both hit each other's hands because when you fight your twin, you just hit each other in the hands. That's what you think Kramer versus Kramer is about. Because you always will know your twin's moves, yes. But, like, aren't twins' hands always broken then? Yes. That's why they're so easy to defeat if you're not a twin. You know what I would do? I would uh, go to uh, jam my finger in their eye, my twin's eye. But they would know that, and so we would jam each other's thumb into each other's thumb. And then we would have broken thumbs. And they go, whoop, 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 whoop. And a lot There's of uh, sound laying down on, the, on our sides and just running in that circle. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the epitome of comedy, right? Like, if you want comedy. Life. <laughs> uh, how did you know the tattoo I just got? <laughs> I don't have a twin, but we could all dream. I could be your twin. Um, I enjoyed myself. But... Also, more than any other Marvel movie, more than Eternals, I found myself not enjoying myself. Mm. I found myself being like, this sucks. And it was countless. (laughs) It was the first half of just being like, oh, we have a cookie cutter Taika Waititi thing. Mm. And like that was clearly a laugh line. And if this was a sitcom, I know the crowd would go crazy. But I am sitting here alone. Not alone. Uh, I was in a theater full of people. All of us were alone. 
uh, bound by not laughing. What do do you know the the kind? Is it a kind of joke? Is it because right, if we're allowed to show a little leg, you've also texted earlier in the week. You're like, I think Taika Waititi has your stick, and I understand it. And I was so interested to talk to you to find out what you think that is. It's I mean, it's a lot of it's like a Marvel comedy, Marvel brand comedy plus, mm. and it's like, well, that happened. It's so I much for that, that happened. A lot of the Twitter, and th- that has to be a umbrella phrase, right? Because I've watched these movies a lot, and nobody ever says, well, that happened. No, it's, So we're just using that as an umbrella of a kind of joke. Right. Or uh, I just threw up in my mouth, or mm. these lines that we hear constantly, or like... Uh, like our generation's version of street jokes, then? Or like uh, uh, the villain gets very close to the hero, and the hero says, uh, you should go to the dentist, bud. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's that shit. And See, it was like an hour of that. When I think of Taika's shtick, I think it's similar to James Gunn's of, but James Gunn, where he goes like dark and edgy and then puts in heart, Taika is like, how goofy can I be and put in heart? Because by the end, when that, now Thor's a daddy, and I don't think the movie was working towards that at all. Uh, I like that the last scene is very cute, but it, I, it didn't feel like, and of course the movie was always going to end up with Thor having a daughter. Well, for no reason uh, at all, uh, that scene hit me hard. Like sure. that scene, uh, that scene threw me for a loop. But it, it didn't feel a piece of what the film was saying. So I think of that as Taika's stuff now more than hacky jokes. None of it. That's that's the problem is none of it did. And I thought like I was a big defender of Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. And I thought that even though it was Waterworld Sun Show, as far as storytelling goes, I was like, yeah, but fun, right? This pushed me over an edge that I didn't think I had. And it made me harken back to one of the pillars of the MCU is Black Panther as a movie. Mm-hmm. But what it made me think of is Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 was a movie about a guy who's who can't get his weaponry to work, and he's stuck in some snowy barn. like barn and meets a kid and like shit what's it like to be iron man what's it like to reflect on the past and look towards the future and of course it was written and directed by shane black who made the nice guys and kiss kiss bang bang and also i believe wrote the film the last boy scout i cannot remember mike let me type this up on my computer oh he wrote the last boy scout ryan did he also write monster uh, squad oh he did write the monster squad <laughs> shit why do we, How is he not in the Hall of Fame? Why don't we record new episodes? Why don't we just re-air <laughs> our same episodes every week? Um, but like that kind of story, I think that I am dying for at this point. And when I was told mm. at the beginning of Phase 4 that I was going to get that with Black Widow, I did not. That was a mishmash of no. shit. And Doctor Strange was a mishmash of shit. And this was the mishy-mashiest of shit. Is it? Do you think like? Because I don't want. I don't want like always a giant continuative narrative. I'm interested to seeing what comes at the end but it feels like the building set pieces but do you think without like the marvel house style now the 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 feige of it all without that through line then they're like i don't know do whatever you want then and like there's not a not not enough reins we have to talk about this because this is not movie of the year this is the superhero show show where um we can review movies poorly we have to talk about how uh the movie has been received since it came out, and also how the makers have treated it. And mm. did you watch the Vanity Fair video? I watched it. Is that the one where they're making fun of how... Shitty uh, it looks. Grog? What's his name? 
the Rockman looks? Yeah. Um, Korg, they just uh, Korg. they pull up a screen and they're laughing as hard as they can at how terrible the graphics look. Um, and I feel like you can see that in the movie. I've never seen a movie before. And how many movies have I seen that are mostly CGI? A movie where you can tell the actors don't give a fuck. And I feel like the director did not give a fuck. There was four and a half hours of Thor Love and Thunder. And it was uh, cut together to be under two hours. And the guy is on cruise control. Taika. Yeah. I think you could just feel it. Like, it, none of this matters. And why, why would it matter that, to me? There's pieces that I like. And that feels like that is like his, his persona. And I'm fine with that being your persona, but I want you to turn out good work. What is uh, good work from him? What 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 do you think is on the Taika Hall of Fame wall? I loved Hunt for the Wilder People. Perfect movie, like inarguably good movie. I if you if you say that movie's bad, it's because you're trying to be a little fucking fat bitch. Yeah. Oh, people like it. I don't know. Uh, he directed What We Do in the Shadows, the movie, the film, which I enjoyed. But I know. Oh, you call them movies? I call them films. Go ahead. I call it cinema. I call them flicks. Uh, so those, and then like the other ones, like. What we do in the shadows of the show is 99% Jermaine Clement, uh-huh. who is getting pretty vocal about how annoyed he is uh-huh. that people call it a Taika Waititi show. Yeah. And then Reservation, like he's turning into that Judd Apatow style of like, I'm helping other people tell their stories, which I think is awesome. So yeah, I guess it's Hunt for the Window People. I didn't see Judge Rabbit. And Ragnarok. I would honestly say at this point, because you still seem high on him, don't watch Judge Rabbit. Knowing you and your peccadillos, Mm-hmm. Don't watch that movie. It'll bug me. Yeah, it's it's really weird that he was like, "This is a good idea," <laughs> but I, I want to see what, what what I guess is a bummer about it feeling like him not caring putting it together visually is. Do you know what I fucking loved and felt different than most Marvel movies? Planet was the fight on the shadow black planet. and white planet. Yeah, so Bergman you get like planet. A- a dash of Bergman, or uh, for comic lovers, a dash of Robert Rodriguez's Sin City. It reminded me a lot of The Little Prince, that uh-huh. weird ass movie where the, the, the you could run around the whole world. And that's our was, generation's Julie and Julia of half good, half bad. The Little Prince. Uh huh. It's good until Gene Wilder dies. Is that The Little Prince? Is like half of it is like a little kid trying to build a rocket to make it to a planet, and then the other half is uh-huh. like this awesome animation of being on the planet. Yes. That half was amazing. Um, this half, like, or this planet part was, it looked great and it was thoughtful and artistic and scary. Yeah. Yes. And and I, I, I loved Bale. I feel like he's not getting enough play. I thought he was a, one, looked scary. Two, I love that he uses real voice and you're like, oh yeah, he's a cockney Brit. He's not high class. He's a real like rough and tumble beat you in the alley kind of guy. Well, he learned that from Newsies, right? Oh yeah! Hello there. Would Hello, you like Santa pay Santa Fe? Hey there! Five cents for Boy, five quid. Pipes. Five quid for pay my peeps. Um. Uh. And also, like, I think he's gonna be another once people are over, like, because it feel people hated the movie before it came out, mm. and so that's interesting. Watch it. And it didn't even star a female. No, that's not true. They knew that Natalie Portman yeah, was becoming Thor. Part. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which I think she crushed it, and she seemed so excited to have more to do than what Jane Foster's had to do in the past. Um. And somebody being delighted by their powers. I feel like we haven't seen yeah. in a while. Well, except for Ms. Marvel, the show that's on, on right the in the On the in, silver in, screen. Uh, in the cinema. In the cinema. Um, 
where was I going? Oh, and Gore the God Butcher is another one of the bad guys. And I think more than the other ones people have said where I was like, he's fucking right. Yes. Like <laughs> So that's what I was going to bring up is that it's not our – Greg has taught us. Greg, uh, one of the hosts of Movie of the Year, has taught us how to review movies. And one of the things is like we have to review what we see. We can't just say like, well, I wanted this. Therefore, it's right. bad. But Mike, I wanted this and therefore it's bad. The – the only Marvel movie to be nominated for Best Picture is Black Panther, and a large part of that was because everyone thought that T'Challa and Killmonger had equally good ideas. Mm-hmm. To have that movie, and we I don't think we were going to get this from Taika because he's just not interested in it, to have a movie where Thor is like, hey, you shouldn't kill gods, and Gore, Gore and Thor? Thor v. Gore? Thor v. Gore? Uh, to be like, uh, shouldn't we not have gods? And to be killing them at a nonstop rate and to make that argument of like, actually, all they do is cause suffering, so we should not have them. That would have been so interesting. Yeah, maybe like bring in the Russos, bring in maybe this is when you bring in Kenneth Branagh a little more. Like, I, you're where gravitas of Gore says kill all gods because he has learned through the one he worshipped, and his daughter died because they were trying to worship harder. Uh, the gods don't give a shit. And then Thor's like, well, this isn't cool. My people are being killed. And then they go to God City and learns none of the gods give a shit. It didn't feel like Thor ever had a Dark Knight of the Soul. Right. Where, because... This is the fourth movie of Thor being like, who am I? Uh. One of the worst movies I've ever seen is Star Wars Episode Nine Because that's not a movie. And this whole thing that we're talking about, about Waterworld... Which one is that? Is that the fucking last one? Yeah, that's the, that's the fucking okay. last one. Uh, and this whole thing about the Waterworld stunt show, that is the most Waterworld stunt show movies of all time. Except a boring one. Um, But I feel that here because gore is a movie. Jane Foster getting cancer is a movie. Mm. Um, What is it like to go to Olympus and take down the gods? That's a movie. But instead of developing stories and, like, what is a story arc, we're just like, uh, no, throw it all in. Like, put it in here. Let's open up our Mr. Fusion cap on the back uh, mm-hmm. of our DeLorean, throw it all in, and let's see what happens. And so none of it fucking matters. And Do you know what? Two, two things that bothered me a lot that I think are going to this, and maybe it's the overly Taika, is Valkyrie I thought was so well-rounded in the last Thor movie uh-huh. and, like, had pathos, and now she's just, like, along for the ride and... Doesn't like her job, but like, there's no humanity in her. Where the first one, she was drunk and had no more morals because she was running away. And then, sp- and then, the amount of Watiti. If we're talking, if we're gonna just keep patting him, that the whole movie was narrated by Korg. Yeah, and that he wait. Was uh, I'm sorry, Korg. 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 Korg's not a real actor. He's a CGI guy. Who is he? Is he voiced by anybody? It's it's Taika. Oh, it's Taika Waititi. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Man, normally the more we talk about a thing, the more I like it. And this <laughs> is, I think, the first time the the opposite is happening. Oh, uh, well, this will help you out um, to like the movie more. Um, we were told before it came out that it was the gayest movie of all time. How how many gay moments were there? Yeah, I. <sighs> At one point, Valkyrie Korg... like flips off a ship, and then like looks a girl in the eyes. That was uh-huh. that was queerish, and then I get Korg ends up with a man, but I feel like it's played as a punchline because it's like a Korg guy with a mustache, almost like a gay joke as opposed to a gay pride moment. And what's his name? His name was something like Pilo Gorks. Like it was also like 
Uh, and the Valkyrie all, all did she that we clarified her. It, so in Ragnarok, it was hinted that the person she was most bummed about dying was her girlfriend. And this one, they just straight up said it. But that that's that's I get, more than the other type of stuff that bothers me. Does that he's just like we're all queer, <laughs> and then doesn't do anything no, really yeah, with that. They, cool. Hey, and we're dealing with gods. Talk about how pansexual all of the gods are. Like, just have Zeus fuck a horse. For this podcast, we're all queer. So now we're good. Then is that all now we have we to get say? To, we said it. Yeah. Shit. Now I'm worried. I am the kind of ally Tyka is. I want to leave this segment on one good note. The the the, the good note by far is Christian Bale. He is amazing. It remind you know. Do you know what I love? This is because of the Dark Knight Rises and then all his David O. Russell stuff. Uh, like American Hustle, I've been kind of down on him mentally, and then seeing him in this, I was just like, this guy fucking gets it. He acts his ass off, and I love him. I thought that the first scene he did the he did the best he could, but then all of a sudden, Taika Waititi is also playing a god in the cheesiest shit. Yes, he was the god that. But there's one scene in particular I want to bring up that I thought had the perfect amount of tone, like terror and comedy. This movie wanted. Where he appears in the the boat full of kidnapped kids, uh-huh. and he's gonna tell them a story now, and they're freaking out because he just appears out of nowhere and he looks scary, and he's like, "Well, let me pull a snake out of nowhere and to to help my story," and he's like, "Well, oh, you don't like this," and then tries to throw it out the window but misses, and then the snake <laughs> lands on the ground, and the kids yes. all scream. That is the scene that is exemplary. Like that's the that's the movie I wanted. And I don't think I got. Yeah, that mo- that that scene was great. And you know, part like, and I could see other people rolling their eyes. And this is the, I guess, this is the part of the Waterworld show that I love the most. Uh, the kids all get weapons, and the one girl doesn't pick a weapon. She keeps her bunny, and Thor gives them. He's like, "You're all Thor now." That whole fight scene I fucking found delightful. And the minute she didn't pick up a weapon, I was like, "Her bunny's gonna be the weapon." Like I, I fucking loved it, man. See, that's the shit that I'm talking about. Of like. If Taika had no other projects, this movie could have felt all like that. And I think that he is being... Stretched thin? Stretched thin, for sure. All right, Mike. Uh, let's say five tiers of Marvel movies. Oh, shit. We're at five tiers now. Where is this at? I'd put, I'd put this in the middle, I guess. So we don't want to rank the 18 billion movies there are right now. So I'd put this above Guardians 2. Okay. I, I I don't Guardians Two is bad. So I know I'm saying that because that's a code for you and I know that that means not great. I agree. So uh, I'm gonna say tier four, uh, tier yeah. one being the best. Um, Thor four, tier one is the best. Yes. So and that's Winter Soldier. Sure, because that's a, that's a play on a '70s paranoid thriller. That's, that's so fucking good, man. All right, uh, should we give it back to Cassie? I guess. Let's do it. Bye, Mike. <laughs> On the finale of Miss Marvel, Damage Control is after Kamran and Kamala, so the teens band together to use anything they could find at the high school to stall them. Meanwhile, the family bands together, Mom made Kamala her costume, Brother helps take down Damage Control, and Dad helps name Kamala Miss Marvel. Taste buds, I ask you this. Do you think Miss Marvel stuck the landing? Oh, what a good question. This is an all-time question. And I think, Cassie, that your intro nails it, which is, this is a family affair, right? Like... Didn't we pull everybody into, you know, we were so nervous because the, what are they called, clandestine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were, were dusted in the penultimate episode. So, like, who's your bad guy? 
you know what? We don't need a bad guy. Or if we have a bad guy, we have generic 80s movie adult villains to home alone in a high school. What we really need to focus on is how the family's banding together and supporting. The mom made her a costume. Did you expect that to happen in the fir- after the first episode? I did not, but I mean, we definitely got the we saw her skills with the Avenger Con costume that she made, and then she stuck. I think she stuck the landing with that costume. That was really good. I was like, "Damn, you did that in a night!" Damn, did but you also, read the comics? That looks great. <laughs> that looks real good. It's almost like you had a pattern. There was a lot like home aloneing is the perfect explanation uh-huh. for what happened. The whole time I was like, damn, they really are doing home alone, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Delightful. Home alone with superpowers, so much fun. The the plan, like, and at this point, like it's been a while since we've seen her do her first plan. And a good uh somebody smarter than me said, if you watch your main characters lay out what the plan is, it's gonna get ruined, which happened in episode one. If they just start the plan and then it goes, it's the plan is going according to the plan and that's what we saw happen here and yeah it was a great callback connecting to the first episode and so if you just watch the first episode and last episode what a delightful two-hour full story you're saying i don't know mike i i actually 100 percent agree i feel like i really like the first episode and even you know some of the second episode and then everything in between i could have done without this last episode though it was it was pretty awesome i it was everything that i loved all in one well, it should have the, the the season one, the every we all loved the family stuff, and we all loved her friends, and then the yeah have the faceless government entities, the, the Department of Damage Control. We're talking to other people who've watched it the whole time. They're like, "What the fuck's going on with them?" So the show didn't explain that enough because they're like, "Well, we should talk about the clandestine and her origin." Fuck that! And I think I've said this before. Make that season two or three. It got in the way mm. of so much shit and made so little sense, and they were terrible villains. Uh, mm. They were only annoying. None of it added to the show. I wonder if it's because TV doesn't work like it used to, wherein, like, we got Oscar Isaac, right? That's one season. Tops. We're only going to get him for one season. So we have to do everything. And so there's no more of, like, let's map out the Ms. Marvel five-season plan. We just have to put all five seasons into this. You know? And Cassie and Caitlin, you know, because you listened to me and Mike's review of Thor Love and Thunder. (laughs) It's just... Everything. Why is it always everything? Yeah, I don't know if it's... It's got to be just the... uh, Like you said, just them being unsure of what will happen. So they're just calling their shot. But I feel like sometimes it's got to be worth it to just, you know, maybe you don't get to tell the next part of the story. But that's okay. Tell the first part really well. And I'd be fine with that. And then people will probably want the second part. So much so that you'll get a second season. Mm -hmm. And... uh. Amon Bellani is not a superstar. You could probably get her for a second season. Yeah. Get, try and tell a story. And th- so this is interesting because I feel like throughout this last six weeks, I've been the most down on it. And I, thankfully, feel like you're all on the same page as I, me, finally. But I feel like everyone is on my page in that this episode fucking rocked ass. Yes. It, yes, sure it just did. It just made the other ones, some of the other ones, look rockier. Really I highlighted how poor last- they were. Last week, all we were saying is we wish there was less of this clandestine, less of this all whatever is going on, and more of the family because the family is where they do so well. And this week, all we got was family, friends coming together, like, and just a cool superhero story. The, Some of the, it was like very not earned stuff, but it, I don't, I didn't, I looked past it because I liked it so much. What do you? And mean? it's not, 
It's not the traveling to uh, Karachi that was bad. It was the, the like this this entire season could have had no villain. Yes. no like clear villain other than like ooh, like vague damage control. Let's just say that, and it would have been fine. Yes. What this what was w- not earned? I think like Kamran, how he switched so quickly from my mom is dead to oh she I believe you that she died for something and now I'm gonna. Mm walk in this hole to go to my enemy the guy that i've well, been told is my enemy my whole time apparently whole caitlin uh switching motivations runs in that family yeah so <laughs> yeah, yeah that yeah that whole thing yeah <laughs> if you forget everything that happened in the middle there's like i don't know why this one i was i guess the most nit- nitpicky about like it was harder to look past all the like convenience of everything yeah that's what i meant more of convenience like, this one is, like, I don't know if it was so, like, apparently, I mean, it was so over the top, it was probably supposed to be a joke, but the fact that, like, you know, when they were taking on damage control, like, literally, they were saying the plan, and then the brother just showed up, and he was yeah. like, oh, yeah, the bathroom window was open, and I was like, fucking come on. Yeah. See, I you, thought that then, was hilarious. I'm yeah, sorry, so that, that really worked for me, where they just zoom out, and her her very whiny, like, foot stomping, superheroes don't need chaperones, like... <laughs> But like, there's that's also a classic type of character that I don't see a lot of. Like uh, the guy who was who peaked in high school, so he yeah. keeps returning to the high school uh-huh. for his yeah. adventures. And her mom doesn't know how to track her now, so he she could have been like, go go check on Kamala. <laughs> her mom's turn also felt very sharp too, because like the yeah. last one, she still wasn't fully down with her being a superhero, and now this one, the whole family was like. You're a fucking hero. Like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, this doesn't feel earned yet. Like, mm-hmm. this would have been a better moment if it would have held off a bit. Just also, pretend Zoe. there were 18 conversations off screen, guys. Do you guys remember <laughs> Zoe, a.k.a. kind of like the, the high school bully in like yes. the first oh, episode? Fucking, fucking Zoe coming up out of nowhere, too. Like, <laughs> Hi, I'm Zoe. Everyone, I hate everyone, but now I like you because you saved me. Like that's not yeah. how it works. All of a sudden, I'm going to save you with my social media followers now. I guess what I liked is that throughout this episode specifically, fucking everybody knows and everybody has known that Kamala is Miss Marvel. Like yes. that she was like, everyone guys, knows. when she gathered her family and they all knew, they all knew because her mom spilled the beans. But then, and it just that's the bit is just like, and I assume the Euro guy knows everybody, but Department of Damage Control fucking knows that it's Kamala Khan is Miss Marvel, and that. Like, there's certain things, like, that I was like, okay, that's cute. That's fun. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's where I, I, I'm I kind of with Cassie where it's like I noticed all these things. Like, this is way too convenient. But I also liked it too much to make it, like, ruin the episode for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt that like is it, good. It, it, like, fit together enough. That is a good point, though, the likability. I would say that uh, in tone and in sort of story content, this is very similar to Stargirl. Yes. Um, yeah. And I would just say that Stargirl works because it spends more time on all of these things. Yes. But it also reminds me of Stargirl in that, man, you got a lot of problems, show, but your likability is so high that I will forgive almost all of them. Mm -hmm. Up to the point where you use uh, sporting equipment as weapons. That's the thing that most shows do. (laughs) I love that. But it does, like, I don't know if it was just the fact that we had damage control and, like, to not, like, it's hard like their whole plan of like everybody dresses the same and like mm-hmm. we all distract them and to like we were in this world where we realized that you know 
cops do target, uh, like, are targeting them and profiling them. But also, they will take over a school and not shoot these kids the instant they're on site. Absolutely right. uh, not. Every also, single one yeah. of these kids would have been dead within seconds. Or, I mean, damage control was essentially cops, and those cops ran bravely into the school. That seems yeah. unrealistic. Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem... Not. I don't know if you noticed, the real cops did not. The cops who were just cop-ass cops stayed outside. <laughs> they still hung outside. That's the part. Yeah. I love that the community was like, no, we're on Ms. Marvel's team. But then when the like local cops were like, us too, I was like, come on, fuck that. Come no on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. All cops are bastards. You guys turn back around and be badass, please. <laughs> I wish she spelled A-C-A-B with her fucking light powers. <laughs> And just, just pulled those the on their heads. <laughs> Honestly, I would have liked it a little bit more if, because it's kind of a tired trope at this point of the community banding together. Right. If somebody had said, wait, do you guys remember the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire? Let's do that. And then they all banded together. And they were like, wait, who's Spider-Man? <laughs> She's just a kid. She's not a hero. <laughs> We did get some after credit scenes. Yes, that I thought were very surprising. Did you guys all see that, or did we? I missed. Off? I missed them. <gasps> yes. Oh, let's oh. tell Cassie what happened, Caitlin. Cassie, let's not just tell Cassie. Let's sing the background music to the at least the first extra credit scene. The first extra credit scene. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> yes. Okay, when of she course. said oh! that she, Okay, I didn't want to talk about that because when Bruno was like, I did see that one when he was like, You have a mutant like gene or you, you have a mutation. You, <laughs> yeah, you have a mutation in there. <laughs> <laughs> that is, was like, so Is that hacky of them to do? No, well, I, didn't, I loved it. <laughs> Doctor Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness used that song because right. that was supposed to be the Professor X from the cartoon, right? right? In the big yellow mm-hmm. chair. But now apparently Marvel has said, anytime X-Men are mentioned, you will hear... I love that. And that's how they give it away. They're like, this is Brian. You just hear... Which fucking mutant is Brian? It's not even Wolverine. It's like... Chamber. Chamber. What a great poll, Mike. And so now the internet is full of people saying... How dare they remove her inhuman background and change it to mutanthood? As if that's not saying, how dare they make a show about a female Muslim character? Mm -hmm. Like, they're clearly hiding their racism and sexism with, she's supposed to be inhuman, and that makes me mad. Nerds are good about that. Uh, uh, Dog whistling what they're actually mad about. But is this sort of perfect of like... Uh, mutants have been introduced but like you don't have to watch this in order to watch the first x-men movie right. you know like they've said the word but you're not going to be confused when x-men comes out we just have our first mention of mutant and it's kamala khan mm-hmm. that's awesome so that was the first credit scene mm-hmm. the second one which I'm, i think you missed is kamala's laying on her bed in her room and her bangle just starts glowing mm-hmm. like glowing purple and then all of a sudden she like disappears and like it's zapped through the wall it looks like like through a portal or i don't even know she just like spins and then all of a sudden captain marvel shows up in her place like brie larson is right here and she is looking at the walls covered in her images going what the fuck and because i i pretty recently in the last handful of months read the original miss marvel comic i was confused because her first use of powers is she turns into captain marvel and so it took me a couple beats to be like, is this Kamala as Brie or is this Captain Marvel? But then the way she looked around the room was like, why am I all over these walls? It's like, no, this, they switched spots. Ooh. 
Did you guys get that instantly? Well, I read that it they too. Spots? That the that's everybody said that like, afterward the showrunner said like that's she's not shape shifting. Okay. That's that's Captain that's uh Carol Danvers. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh so I and then it said stay tuned or Ms. Marvel will return in the Marvels. The so I guess mm-hmm. they have the three Ms. Marvels have the ability to Oh, that I can't wait to like <laughs> faux freaky Friday. Like I don't even know what to call that. They just apparently fart in each other's direction and show yeah, up. Yeah, the other one was. I don't know who's in control of it. So like at any point, you could just hit your bangle and a different Ms. Marvel or it's like Marvel. A pager. Yeah. yeah, and then that's how pages work. <laughs> All right, we're almost out of time. I do want to see since there was we had highs and lows with this show. Um, where, like, are you guys excited if there's another season? Where where have you landed with this after the finale? The origin is out of the way. Mm-hmm. I bet the next season would just be fun, family, local stuff is what I would want and hope. And I think if they felt they had to do the origin, fine. But, yeah, I'd be pretty excited. Honestly, like, stop robbers. Stop, like, street crime. But, like, a love triangle between Kamran and Bruno and Kamala, that's... That's enough for a season right there. The yeah. Stop right there. <laughs> Don't forget. Oh, and the red boy. dagger. Yeah. Your boy. <laughs> oh, no. I love this. I love Kamala Khan. I mm. love Miss Marvel. This is great. I do think this was so, so rough, but whatever she's in, I'm going to love it. <laughs> perfect. It was, like, perfect it was like dragging me through gravel, but I loved it. <laughs> I loved every second. Wow. And Caitlin <laughs> likes everything. This is like the, no. the harshest you've ever been on anything. The first. I'm saying, like, the middle was just very hard to get through. It was just now, pounding me against the floor. I, I know we got to get out of here, but I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, every time a new show comes out, they do the rankings. And this is number one on a lot of people's lists. Is it recency bias? Is it because people just love Kamala no matter what? Or what, 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 what are they doing? I think I'm most excited to see what comes of this out of all of our, like, Marvel, shows. like, Disney Plus shows. Uh, it's definitely not my favorite one, but I, I am most excited to see what comes out. And like, she is my favorite character to come out of these. Like, obviously we already knew Loki, um, Scarlet, which is cool, but I, I still think Ms. Yes. Marvel is my favorite. Well, since why don't here. we do it? Yeah, go Cassie, ahead. I'm sorry. I do, I okay. do want, we're, we're here. So we got to do our official rankings. I'm going to, I'm going to read through the rankings right now. And then you tell me when to stop. We're all going to like put our vote in and then Cassie's going to decide ultimately where it goes. But right now we have it as this Falcon and Winter Soldier at the bottom. Then Moon Knight, then Hawkeye, then what if, then Loki, then WandaVision. Okay. I'm going to start from the bottom and you guys tell me when to stop. Can we move any of the other shows or those? I know that uh, that one sounds wild. (laughs) Can't believe fucking what if is so high. That's what if it's very high? All right, so uh, last place. Anybody for last place? No. No. Okay, so Falcon and Winter Soldier. Moon Knight. Hawkeye. Stop, under Hawkeye for me. Really? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I agree, it's crazy. What I... if... What if should be so much lower? That's fucking. What nuts. if? What if should be low? It's hard to judge this yeah. with what if right there. How did it get? All so right, high? but that's making me think that stop right there. For me, Ms. Marvel's number three. I I would be. Fu- I think so after that would Loki. Leave after Loki, I Ms. think. It, yeah, I think after Loki is good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Would you guys watch a show called After Loki? Just 100%. him. I sure did. 
<laughs> um, so that is our official ranking. Sorry about what if placing. It's there. Um, Ryan, just a quick rundown one more time. Well, I'm going to move what if down. If Perfect. everyone wants it, then uh, somebody, we're going to go WandaVision, Loki, Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, what if Moon Knight? Is what if better than Moon Knight? My what if is no. the very bottom, but I think Moon Knight is probably better than. I think what Moon if. Knight is better than What If too. All right, so Moon Knight, What If, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I that like feels Falcon good. There we go. I feel much guys. better now. Thank All you. All right, we did it. <laughs> Ms. Marvel's it. number three. Hell yeah! All right, it's, it's man. Good. That means they don't make good shows. <laughs> Guys, I felt so excited about this after the. I just got so tired of like the Netflix Marvel shows, and I'm still tired. <laughs> I'm just still tired. At least there are only six episodes. <laughs> well, if you want to get excited, Ryan, I know it'll make you excited. Let's talk about a website. What what website idea you got, my friend? Uh, I'm starting a website, Cassie, called uh, RyeExcited.com. Mm-hmm. What gets Ryan excited? And. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know what gets Ryan excited? You all know what it is. Oh, no. It's fitness. <laughs> Obviously. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry. It's, keep talking. Mike, it's fitness dick in your mouth. And so it's it's just a picture of superimposed of me jamming my penis in Mike's fat mouth. Absolutely Mike's fat not. mouth. <laughs> um, if you... Uh, you... Perfect. You can go ahead and make that website on your own. Um, try Wait, hold on, Cassie. Cassie, typically with the websites, there. you ask nope. people a lot of questions about what's <laughs> on the website. <laughs> I have your vision. I see it. It's clear. Your mission statement is out there, and uh, there's no questions. And the- I will say that based on the size of my genitalia and the size of Mike's mouth, I, I'm always able... I'm always going to be fitness dick right in Mike's mouth. <laughs> well, yeah, Great. I got a fat mouth. That's where I hold on Mike my has a, Mike has a giant mouth. Luckily, my dick is average minus. So, I, yeah, it works out every time. The math is there. Ryan. I slip it to the side of my cheek like I'm a fucking baseball player from the 40s. <laughs> oh, man. If, if Mike was a handsome chipmunk, he could fit seven, eight, nine dicks of mine in his mouth. All right. You guys... <laughs> we can't do this. This website should not exist. You could try to make this. Um, we finally you did it. Cannot go to my friends. <laughs> my friends, net. That's for everybody else listening. Whatever idea they have, minus Mike and Ryan, you guys can go to cybersprout.net. That's because uh, they offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress. They are going to handle the security, maintenance, speed optimization, and backups. They work hand-in-hand with you. They focus on collaboration. They have easy-to-edit fields with custom templates, drag-and-drop tools, and specifically built for WordPress if you want to take a shot at it. Again, not Mike and Ryan. Fucking terrible idea. Never again can we throw to a website. You've finally done it, you beautiful <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> I do have to ask you, Cassie. Uh, I do have to ask you. Like, They have what it takes to make all of the A's websites, all of the B's, all the C's, but do they have what it takes to get these D's? You're not no. You're shaking your head no. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Ryan. Do they have the D's? <laughs> Don't do it. So I was right on it. You're partner for the digital world. Coming up next, the pull list. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is the Umbrella Academy. 
In episodes 306 and 307 of the Umbrella Academy, Luther gets brought into the fold of the Sparrow Academy, Allison kills Harlan, Reginald helps Klaus learn his powers, Lila reveals Stan isn't her and Diego's kid, and the two families team up to take down the Kugelblitz. Tacey, Caitlin, I ask you this. With double the character count, how is the show doing spinning all of the plot plates in the air? I, uh, okay, so first of all, I am not a fan of Allison. She's gone off Dude. the rails. Yeah, Ooh. okay. Let's just stop there because I fucking, I, I guess I don't see a lot of Umbrella Academy talk in general, but I feel like, is she the villain of the show now? She, she has to be. She raped Luther in 305. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that last week. She fucking raped him. Yeah. These two episodes have kind of just turned it into a, a bit. Like now she'll just like give him like a sassy look because he's in a Sparrow Academy uniform when he should be being like, dude, what the fuck? Ugh. Yeah, Allison is disgusting now. I used to really like Allison. Yeah. But this whole season, it's like she is just gross. Everything she does, she doesn't think anything matters because she has the time spins, as Layla says. But uh, that's what's really like the only thing that I don't like. Everything else about this episode, how Klaus is like bonding with his dad, even though we know his dad definitely has some alternative motives. I love seeing Klaus happy and learning how to use his powers and stuff and getting hit by a bunch of cars. Oh, he, the, the Meet Joe Black montage. I was just going to say Meet Joe Black. Just watch this montage, Ryan, because he legit, because the Meet Joe Black isn't you just get hit by a car. It's one car hits you, then another one hits you. And then he ping pongs between several vehicles. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> the thing is, he's trying to learn how to come back to life quicker because he figured daddy knows that he gets back to li- come back to life. So he's like I- trying to get it faster and faster. So he's just standing in the middle of the road in order to die quicker and, and come back to life quicker. Just how it starts of let's play catch because I know you never did with the, yes! real, the other me. And oh he runs God. into the... He Beautiful. runs into the street, is excited he caught it after a couple of bounces, and then a car hits him. It's very fucking funny. <laughs> it's, it's the whole dad playing catch. It, uh, that is so... I love everything about it. And I know it's going to turn so quickly, but I'm loving that. Cherish the whole here. Layla and uh, and Diego's having a... Like, being a family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Thought it was great. And then the fact that Layla has to turn around and says, that's actually not your child. As the child is disappearing because the Kugelblitz took him. Oh, damn. <laughs> love that. I love how it did, all. How did you, did, did you feel like we needed her backstory? Like we saw her in 89 help tear down, tear down the that wall. wall. Uh, and then join a punk band and then meet the actual mother of Stanley. Did you, did you enjoy that? We we're like, okay. I feel like we're going to get farther in it i have a feeling layla has a lot more going on because of that scene in particular like i feel like she's going to somehow become a bad guy as well again because yeah i've like i mean her mom was the bad one i really honestly can't remember what she did i just remember she was bad and tried to murder (laughs) her she she took over the time bureau and tried to kill everybody a bunch Uh, of times that that type of bad got it that that type of bad (laughs) Um, no, I'm, I'm liking that. And then the kid is away now. So that's even funnier. Um, how about you? How about you, Mike? Are you, are you enjoying everything that they're doing or is there anything that's irking you? I'm pretty impressed that even doubling, we have a new Academy and everybody is getting, it doesn't feel like (laughs) it's new Academy, but almost everyone is dead. It's two new people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Three, the cube is still there and Sloan. No, the it's four. Oh, the cube dies at the end of the episode. But, so yeah, so they 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 
ca- <laughs> they capture the Kugelblitz and they're, they're very smart. And they're like, well, we all got to work together. And so it's Sloan with her telekinetic powers and then Lila with her hopping on other people's powers and Victor. Uh, so they're working on the Kugelblitz and then and we learn Christopher can explode in a thousand pieces. And so the four of them, the four actual powerful people are working on that. And then everybody else is fighting Grace with a blowtorch. Yeah. And damn, this show can do action pieces in such a fun way. And all of that was delightful. Ugh. Well, after that happens, I think the craziest part is we go up to the top of the Sparrow household and Sloan's up there with Luther. And you can see behind them, like, the whole city is burning. Yeah. Like, it's completely burning. And then Luther brings out, like, a travel book to Sloan and he's like I want to like travel with you forever will you marry me and brings out like a he gives gemstone her a, moon, he, a moon rock he's a like mo- I grabbed this from right. the moon and he like little wire around it as he made a <laughs> ring he's like I made this for you and like she starts floating and she's like yes I'll marry you as like literally everything is burning behind them he's like I want to travel everywhere with you and- but he even said here's he's like oh I made a list of the ones that are still around. It felt like there was a scene missing or something like yeah. why is the sky burning? Why do they know that this is all over the planet? Because this was before Christopher like exploded. Like they yeah. had thought they had stopped the Kugel Blitz, right? Like, and I I also feel like there's something missing that we just didn't get. So was it weird editing? Like that should have happened after. Christopher farts and then explodes. Yeah, he does. That's <laughs> Umbrella Academy, That's umbrella. man. He fucking farts. That's Umbrella <laughs> as shit. That's umbrella. Uh, but yeah, no, that part was wild. And then, yeah, everything everything got even worse after that. And it was so hard for me to stop and not watch another episode. Yes, totally. I want to watch it so bad. I cannot wait right after this to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Are we good to go to moments of the week? Were those all the big? Yeah, we, we hit the big stuff, I think. I Perfect. Think so. um, I'll start with you, Mike. What's your moment of the week? So often when it comes to Umbrella Academy, the moment of the week is like, oh, here was a fun dance scene or here was a fun fart joke. But I'm going to go, one, th- these characters generally have not worked for me very well, but them together I thought did. It's the best I've seen the show do them, and it was a pretty touching moment, is Reginald and Klaus, they go to the cemetery that mm-hmm. alternate Reginald used to lock Klaus in the mausoleum. And the ghost would torture him. And this Reginald said, uh, Klaus is afraid and can't fight it. And he's like, these are, these spirits should fear you. Be everything I was afraid to let you become. And I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good dad line. Even yeah. though like the, the whole time throughout it, he's like, I don't get the other me. I don't know what he was doing. And now he's like, oh, I do. He was afraid of all of you. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Fuck what I've told you. Believe this me. And, uh, and then Klaus destroying the spirits. Uh, I don't know. It was It was a good scene. That, it was very good. This just made me remind, uh, reminded me that Pogo should have been here, and I didn't hear anything about Pogo. Pogo, okay, so Pogo is here. Pogo's at the very beginning, and uh, we get like a little bit of Pogo, and he tells five about Oblivion, which Oblivion is like you know in the past couple episodes there was like a door in that room with the white buffalo mm-hmm. that's where oblivion in oblivion is basically like a world of warcraft character that can slay everything it just okay. looks like it yeah. we have we don't see it we just see we legs don't see and like, it and okay. like some sort of weapon it has and it and takes diego gets Diego's his fingers finger. yeah yeah he okay. loses a finger to oblivion but there's a lot going on you guys yeah, yeah. and oblivion is the one that dead five said He's like oblivion. So we have a feeling that oblivion's gonna help 
save the world. Mm. Um, but, but we didn't get a whole offshoot of Pogo. Pogo does his... a tattoo on Five to complete the loop. So now, right, there we so go. now Five has that tattoo that he saw on old dead Five. I'll take it. That's all Pogo we got. Um, all right, Caitlin. Now let's go to your moment of the week that I sidetracked us. What's your moment of the it's week? It's okay. We had to have a Pogo update. Uh, my moment of the week is we have Diego and Lila. Diego, they have lost. They have lost Stan. And they think that he's gone into the room where Oblivion is, mm. which is just they go in there and she's like, by the way, this kid is not ours. And that's how she breaks it after she finds out that she loses it. She's like, oh, no, she's going to totally Tammy's going to kill me because I lost him. And as Diego's realizing that this is not his kid, he goes to her and he says, are you insane? And she says, are you kidding me? We met in an asylum. And I thought yeah. that was very fun. I, I like 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 laughed so hard I had to rewind. This one. I was like, good. they did. <laughs> they sure they did. did. Uh, the Umbrella Academy is on Netflix. Uh, you should, if you already watched it, watch it again with us. Our <laughs> next show of the week is Riverdale. On uh, this week's episode of Riverdale, Sabrina Spellman is in the heezy to save the dead firstborns of every Riverdale family. The problem is none of them want to come back from the dead. After finally convincing Archie, Sabrina just says, fuck Jughead, and brings back Nick Scratch in Jughead's body. Oh, God. But before they can do all of that, Sabrina has to convert all the girls into witches. Taste buds, I ask you this. (laughs) What are the three things Sabrina needs to do to convert all of the girls in the main cast to turn into witches? Kiss them. Nope. (laughs) Think Uh... Sabrina Spellman. By the way, um, this actress who plays Sabrina... Uh, didn't get better. No. Cross it over. That, like, that, that makes sense. Honestly, she <laughs> makes all of the Riverdale actresses look really, really good. <laughs> but no, Did there's she, three like, things them? that Sabrina needs to do. What would you say, Caitlin? Bury them? Nope. Alive? No. Does she have to get them all to wear red? Nope. Uh, you have to sign a book. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to pray to the god of witchery. Okay. And then you have to do a dance party, and then all six of them put on tight little skirts and just do a dance party for a solid seven minutes of this episode. Ooh, ooh, they, Riverdale. They some time. Yeah. So Nick Scratch was on Riverdale, or Nick Scratch is inside Jughead's body, so... I'm sure the actor named Nick Scratch, or the, whoever played Nick Scratch, who his actor name is probably Gavin like... Gavin Leatherwood. Gavin Leatherwood. I uh, couldn't come, so Jughead is walking around acting as if he is Nick Scratch. Uh, wonderful job. Wonderful job by Jughead. Just killed it, absolutely. Um, other revelations that come, uh, Reggie gets a... Uh, he needs a conscience, so he gets a doll, a Reggie doll that he carries around with him, and that talks Ooh, to him good. and tells him what to do. Um, okay. And then they all go to the afterlife and... Uh, to try and get like their boyfriends back and Cheryl goes down there and sees Polly and her dead brother and says, oh. you know what? Uh, why don't you guys come with me as well? So she Is... brings all of them back. Whoa. Brothers back. Brothers from back guys. Season one? From season one. Did uh squirrel nut zippers play when they went to the afterlife? They didn't Mike. There was Lame. no squirrel nut zippers at all in this episode. Bunk so, ass show. One star. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like it was a rough episode, but do you got a moment of the week from it? It wasn't a bad episode. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, When Sabrina laid them all down to, like, have them go to the afterlife, a fucking really creepy death-like character came out and walked them all in. 
And it was kind of scary. But my uh, moment of the week is Sabrina gets Nick Scratch back as Jughead. And they're like, well, we have 36 hours to do this. So that means we have some time. So Sabrina says to uh, Tabitha, Jughead's girlfriend, and uh, Betty, who cannot go into the afterworld because she has... She has the glow. She has the aura because she's a serial killer. Serial killers can't go to the afterlife. <laughs> right. Uh, she's like, well, if we have some time, do you mind if me and Nick go on a date? And the look on their faces of like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is this looks like Jughead. Are you serious right now? But like, that's the look we're all given this show, right? Just yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. How are you yeah. still a thing? Yeah, Riverdale. Oof. All right, Riverdale is Sundays on the CW. Our last show of the week is The Boys. On the third season finale of The Boys, Huey realizes Butcher loves him in his own fucked up way. Soldier Boy decides he's no one's dog, and Homelander comes to ter- comes to terms with who... Uh... In the third season finale of The Boys, Huey realizes Butcher loves him in his own fucked up way. Soldier Boy decides he's no one's dog, and Homelander comes to terms with whose love he really needs. Meanwhile, Maeve escapes, and the rest of the boys decide to go on the mission since they all want the same thing. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. How bummed are you that our time with Soldier Boy is done? And what kind of terrible new world will the next season bring? Well, I think that Soldier Boy is done in the same way that Maeve is done. Uh, the way that they handle powers is that next season, maybe the season after that, Maeve and Soldier Boy will be back. Mm. And whatever, if contracts, if actors' contracts allow. Um, but yeah, it, it sort of does feel like that we sort of got rid of a couple of key people and then now we're just back to normal do you feel like that reset of does the boys always have to it, and i know that's comic booky but the boys always have to like start and stop at the same place it's sitcommy reset yeah things are different where annie is not on the seven she is just one of the boys butcher it the feels boys. like he's either gonna go crazier or be gentler because he has 12 to 18 months which means two to three more seasons of the show left to live right <laughs> So it's the YOLO paradigm. The YOLO paradigm. And that I do like it. It's that if you like this show, if you like character, not plot, plot, not much change. Homelander's still in charge of everything, right? He's even more in charge now. And yeah. he has a little creepy Homelander, Junior. Uh, but the characters where everybody's like, fuck Butcher, we're democracy now. Like, that the I'm very interested to watch the power dynamic shift. Because nobody wants Butcher shit anymore. That's true. And the VP, which I thought was going to be Homelander, but I realized that the Homelander becoming the VP, that would be a step down for him. Yes. Um, the VP is now... What's her butt? The head uh, scratcher. Head popper. Head popper. Head popper galore. Um, so I guess that she's the, the new big bad. Um, I'm just a little concerned for the future because... Honestly, the main thing is, like, head popper galore is a great villain... Mm-hmm. I just watching this episode. I would say one. Uh, I would say a thing that no listener of this podcast has ever said before. I want less Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this kid. If this kid is like a full facet of the next season, that seems bad to me. The kid is not good, and the Homelander Ryan dynamic is not good. Like that just seems like a bad route. I, I guess part of the connected to that, and I often say I want less Ryan, is, and I understand why the show is in love with Tony Starr, who plays Homelander, but for this show to continue to be interesting, I want less Homelander. Mm-mm. I wanted Soldier Boy to kill him. 
and then they have to figure out that they can't that kill would Vaught. change the show yeah they can't kill Vaught. that's a corporation that's fully entrenched the government and society so that how do you fight a thing that doesn't have a head but it's still instead it's going to be a fourth version of how do we fight homelander and i love this show it's su- i think it's super interesting it's super funny uh, I think it's one of the best shows on television right now. But uh, kill your darlings and our darling, darling Tony Star. Yeah, needs and to get got. I don't know. Know now that like TV doesn't work like it used to, and you know we're all on a limited time here. Like it's not about the whole Law and Order. Let's see if we can do twenty one seasons. Right. Like let's tell the story. And if halfway through your story, Anthony Star, which I know I never realized how close his name is to Tony Stark has to die halfway through that that makes sense to me you know like yeah. let's let's do something but really when you look at everybody Frenchie, Kamiko, Huey, Starlight it really was like they got bounced on a trampoline flailed in the air throughout the season and then landed exactly where they were yeah it's kind of a bummer do you think like is it a bummer enough where you're not as excited for it to continue? Or are you guys still, like, even though they keep doing the same thing, yet they're innovative, well, you're still on for this? A couple things, Cassie. Number one, next season they're going to do a bunch of gross things that I really need to see. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> the Facts. deep's going to fuck another octopus, of yeah. course. I, I wanna, like, what if next season he fucks like a squid instead? I have to be fuck. there. It was uh, so funny. Number two, uh, Cassie, you did not watch this. But yeah. you had said to me the other day, I heard the ending was chilling. And I was like, was it? I don't remember. I remember mm-hmm. now. And it's fucking chilling. And yeah. it's uh, somebody throws a can or something. Somebody throws trash at Ryan. And Homelander. Aims for Homelander and it hits Ryan. Mm-hmm. Homelander uh, slices his head off. No due process, Mike. Does not arrest no. the person. Does not give him his Miranda rights. Just uh, slices his head off and the crowd goes wild. Like. For, oh. There's a long pause before the crowd goes wild. It zooms in on Todd, which is Mother's Milk, uh, the stepdad to his kid. Right. Oh. And yeah. who's been, and his the way his face looks, you're like, oh, I think Todd might finally realize how fucked up Homelander is. But no, Todd is the one who breaks the silence and gets everybody bored screaming, hell yeah. Fucking Todd. If the Trump analogy was not clear, like, it's Trump saying, I could shoot somebody in the mm-hmm. middle of. Fifth Street or what was Fifth this Avenue? Fifth Avenue. Fifth Street. Go to New York, you chump. Fifth there's no, Street. I bet there's a Fifth Street somewhere. It's no, probably not popular. Shit about Fifth it's street. probably not as popular as Fifth Avenue, but I bet it exists. Oh, I and, bet I could uh, shoot somebody on the street nobody ever goes to. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's there. And then it got gifts, right? It got memed. Like yeah, uh, Anthony Starr uh, looking around and being like, "They like me. Uh, they really uh, like uh, me." Uh, yeah. So that's it. It's just. More Trump. And then we'll see if the uh, right-wingers tune in next season and be like, well, let's give this show another chance. <laughs> they really they take back what they said about us. They really took us to task last season for the first time ever, but maybe <laughs> maybe this, this season they'll be nice to us. Maybe they'll champion us this time. Um, all right, let's go ahead and go to the moments of the week then. Uh, Mike, I'll start with you. What was your moment? I got two. Uh, one is Homeland. And Anthony Starr is, is a great fucking actor. I can't wait to see what he does post-boys. He's talking to Noir and him holding back tears. And he's a sociopath, right? Like he he's full on Looney Tunes, but he's holding back tears when Noir tells him that he knew Soldier Boy was his dad. And he's his whole life thought Black Noir was the one person who was in his corner. Uh, all of that worked. And it was so actually grounded and dramatic for this goofy ass cartoon of a show 
really, really worked. And it's because Star is such a good actor. And then another just like cute, fun moment is Frenchie telling Mother's Milk that he has to tell his daughter. He can't hide how broken and fucked up he is because they all are. And that's just how to be a good parent. Uh, but he's also the best of them. And a very quick, uh, just get back in your Lexapro, which I think is advice everybody could use. You can say that whenever to anybody and it will yeah. be appropriate. <laughs> no matter the person, no matter the situation, just say it and you'll be right. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what was your moment of the week? Uh, my moment of the week is a weird one because we appreciate the boys' ability to tackle everything, but like we never claimed that it was like subtle or even smart. It just tackles it all. But there's one moment that hit hard where uh, uh, Homelander calls the deep in for a secret and whispers him like uh, whispers a mission to him, mm-hmm. and the deep is like that's treason. And then Homelander gives him a look, and he's like, nope, 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 I'll do it, I'll fucking do it. And I, I really feel like that we're getting a lot of trials or what are they called? Not trials. It's not hearings, co- hearings, seminars that. That shit happens a lot. Like that's way more common than you would think. Of like, I shouldn't do that. No, you know what? I will for you, you little fat bitch. So because Homelander looks at him and says, "You're going to use that word." And yeah. Like I thought you were cool, bro. I, I thought you were cool. <laughs> cool kids don't use that word. The boys. Uh, the boys. Uh, it was Fridays on Amazon. It'll be back on Amazon probably Fridays. They'll probably stick with it. Um, but that is it for the pull list, which means it's time for us to end this. And Mike, can you please tell me about some websites? Sure. If you want more of everything we do, go to your pop. Nope. Pop filter. Michael Gravano. Go to what is the punishment? What's the punishment? Co. Mike has to watch the next Walking Dead show. No. All of it? (laughs) Yeah. Every episode. And then not talk about it. I would quit. I would. I love all of you. I love doing this. I would quit. For a pot, for a podcaster, the punishment isn't watching a Walking Dead show. It's the like being forced to not talk about it. That's you the cannot, worst punishment to, there is. You have to watch it, and then you cannot say one fuck. You cannot word about share it. your opinion with the world. <laughs> then what's the point of anything? Popfilter.co is where you could go to get all of our opinions about the world. Popfilter.co slash Amazon is where you shop now, and it really helps us. But that's where you shop. You have no other option. Go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter to help us more directly and get all kinds of extra fun stuff. Uh, I would give you a hint of what we did tonight if I could remember. That's patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. <laughs> no, I think it was about it was about buttholes, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. A, lo- a, a lot, lot of butthole, butthole talk. talk. I heard Mike's a butthole. Excessive <laughs> amount of butthole talk. So go ahead and send us some money to hear about that. Uh, we do also have some other shows. And Ryan, can you please tell us about those? Of course, on the popfilter.co network, and that's the only thing that I call that network, uh, you can find Movie of the Year, the only show on the internet that uh, decisively, scientifically figures out what is the single greatest movie of any given year. Right now, they are working on 1982, and Mike, how is that going? Well, you Great, know what, Mike, Ryan. what is the favorite, do you think? If you were in Vegas right now, what would you bet on with 1982? A movie that hasn't been watched yet. What the fuck? Fitzcarraldo? It's Fitzcarraldo. That's crazy. Uh, also, make sure that you uh, search for The Unnatural 20s, or just Unnatural 20s, no the, where three ladies, way below the age of 30, discuss what it's like to be in their 20s. It's a great show. Uh, Caitlin? Yeah. Social media expert. Please tell us about social media. You should go over to social media, which is at your pop filter. <laughs> On Twitter and Instagram, 
and there's going to be pictures on there. There's going to be descriptions. There's words and pictures, guys. This is better than what? a picture book because it's digital, lot. baby. Uh, We're bye new bye. age. Check it out. Follow us. Be there. Yeah. <laughs> Social media wrapped up. Uh, next week we got a big episode because we're going to be checking in on Riverdale. You know, hopefully it has a better comeback after that Christ. one. <laughs> no, this is a good episode. It's just, <laughs> it was a good. It had one. Sabrina Spellman. It was a good one. Next week is going to be a great one, and we're reviewing it. And we're also going to be giving away the Shushi for Best Supporting Actor. But that is next week. That is it for this week. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Caitlin, I am me. And for me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion. Unfortunately, that right is no longer protected anywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for millions of people who can become pregnant. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. And we're already seeing certain medical practices be restricted even in those states. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's the number four, donationsforabortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. You can also find all the links to these resources at podvoices.help and in the show notes. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. If Thor 4 gives us more Thor, or just an or, or four more Thor... <laughs>